Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show, the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. We need your help in getting the word out, folks, because we are in mission-critical times. We are under attack politically, socially, culturally, morally, and economically. And we're going to focus in this broadcast on the economic issues that are facing us and the trends that are going on, because these trends can make you a winner or loser into the coming economic conditions that we're going to be in and probably will persist for some length of time. And the more you know, the better you're going to do. And that's the purpose of this particular show. As you know, the Bible says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Well, we're not going to let that happen to you. And to talk about that, these issues today, we've got Robert Kudla from Trade Genius on and uh, his uh, (laughs) prognostications and analysis over the last several years, particularly when it comes to China, have proven to be unbelievably accurate. And um, we've brought him on to hit some more home runs today. Bob, welcome to the show. I'm glad you could join us. Oh, Dave, thanks for having me. Well, where do you want to start? Because it's kind of like stick your finger in any part of the pie and it's spoiled, and I'm making an economic analogy. Yeah, so, you know, we've been talking for the last maybe three months about this... um, will and and the durability of it and the um that it's not easily fixed and i want to put a little more flesh on that bone because i think what we're seeing here is i I use the word maybe coordinated effort but it may be a little bit more follow the leader and ironically you know the other analogy that i always use is that we're going to we're going to really repeat the 70s again Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. for, for you and I, we're old enough to kind of understand that because we we're kids then. But that's when economic growth slowed, but prices rose, and and they called that stagflation. Yes, well, you know, I remember. I returned this. I returned this into inflationary depression because it's a it's the same concept but a little different flavor. And and what we're seeing here now is, and I noticed it first, ironically, with um with the Bitcoin uh, miners that are trading on the stock market. They flipped their model. They used to mine the coins as part of their, uh, you know, their coins off to the exchanges. Well, they just off the market and borrowed the money instead because the money's cheap, is that the value of their companies would explode, and it did. And then that was soon followed by So you had these uranium companies decide to hold uranium off the market and and they borrowed money or they sold their other products in case of like quad U, which is a stock we talked about before which everybody should own is that they they have rare earths they're united states company they're protected okay so their pricing is protected law trump put it in biden executed it and they're selling their rare earth metals but they're holding uranium off the market well, then it started to transport into other industries. And then just recently, you've seen the shipping. You know, you know, we talked about this before. I have a friend that has a marine business. He can't get any equipment in. Um, we want to buy electric bikes. It's 10 months to get it in. Yeah. And the shipping companies are pulling off ships off market. Well, they're controlled. The Greeks and the Chinese. Uh, and the Chinese own all the boats. Well, they pulled the boats off the market. 
Well, guess what? Their tanker rates have exploded, and they have they have no desire. You know, they calculate it. If I put this boat out there, there this much revenue. If I take this boat off the market, the boats I have out there is revenue plus. So it's more profitable for them to hold the capacity off the market. There's not a damn thing anybody can do about it because they're outside of any jurisdiction and they own all the ships. Well, just the other day, and this would warm our hearts for us who are silver and gold bugs, Mexico decided that they're going to close all the silver mines. Well, that's going to put a bee in the bonnet of silver prices. I think you're catching my drift here. The Chinese are hoarding copper. Okay, the Russians are hoarding wheat. The Argentine holding supply. And here is that number one, they saw that it works. Number two is I think countries now are knowing that their fiat is garbage. And in doing so, they have a hard asset commodity in which to trade with. And, and, and number three is I think um, you know, countries are using it now as a little bit of, of, of leverage. The Chinese do it with rare earths. Oh, and then the chip shortage, Dave, for automobiles, for electronics, you know, the, that's all in Taiwan and Korea. Well, they're holding it off market too. And let's not forget lumber. Oh, yeah. Canada, in Canada, it's stacked to the raptors and they're holding lumber off the market. You know, there, there's people walking around these lumber yards, these massive railhead lumber yards. They're sitting in uh, in British Columbia and in, 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 they're to the gills. They're not coming into the U.S. and we have lumber prices 300% higher. So to be everybody's now squeezing between inflation and cost of living, and we're getting both this time. This is a double-barrel shotgun. And this is going to be, and you and I both know this because we just personally had to spend money look, with, with these materials. It's getting to the point where I stop my remodel until, until sanity returns. Yes, exactly. We, we with the same thing with like, us in the, our bathroom remodel, exactly. Um, do you know, I, I, I did a podcast yesterday, and I was doing some research on lumber, and you're so accurate on this. The average home now nationally has gone up almost $36,000 because of the increase of the price of lumber, and there's no end in sight. And now, in certain markets, uh, lumber is being rationed when you buy it. Yeah, and look, it's to the point now where, where um, you know, builders, um, they're cutting into their profit margins. You know, my brother-in-law is a general, and if it, if, if, if they can't, guarantee themselves you know 30 percent uh, margins on their on their project they don't spend the money because you need those higher margins to make sure that you don't you know you don't get a wiggle right because it's not so much to, as if you get put where you're paying hello bob bob can you hear me yeah Okay, because you you're, you cut out here for about the last ten seconds. I'm sorry, I'm in an undisclosed location, gang. So I apologize. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, <laughs> I'm on vacation, but um, yeah. So if you can't hit certain margins, you don't do the work, and that's going to be rippling through the economy. They just shut down. They just shut down auto auto um, uh, production. 
three or four states, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what's going to happen here is that you reach a point where it affects sales, rolls over hard. And now we get, now we're stuck with all this dump supply onto the market. So I think they're starting to get worried because yesterday Yellen kind of panicked. She's a treasury secretary. She was calling for higher interest rates. Right. I've never seen that in my entire life. I haven't either. But it's, it's just amazing. part of the so, imposition you know, of pain on the American people economically. There, there comes a time, Bob, it, 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 this sounds conspiratorial, but the evidence is overwhelming. You know, you heard what Trump was going to do for America, and we saw four years of evidence of that, where he, you know, he lifted the economic status of so many different subgroups. And now you look at the Democrats, all we heard in the campaign was what they were going to do to us, and they're making good on their promises. There's nothing they're doing for America. It's everything is being done to Americans. Bob? Hello? Yeah, Bob, yes, I'm really hear me? Yeah, we're, we're starting to cut out again, too. Um, I'm not sure what's causing that. Um, c could you give me your response again, and let's hope we get consistent feedback here. Yeah, so I think people view these people as um, invincible, but, you know, they're they're more driven by ideology than rationality. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think they... They don't really think through the um, the follow-on steps that are coming their way. Look, you know they um, they're having elections over in Europe now, and the left is getting slaughtered in these elections. And I think you're going to see. Uh, we just had school board elections in in two states. The um, the left candidate slate got wiped out in both those school boards. So I think what happens is they they believe their own propaganda. And I think I think we're going to see a reverb coming in 2022 from this. But in the meantime, we're going to we're going to have to go through, I think, some pain here. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The pain has arrived. Um, I was looking at a Costco analysis of their food prices. If you include things like less content in the package, smaller packages, increased prices, their inflation rates about 12% now. That's according to uh, yeah, economic no, analysis sure. I saw. Yeah, double digits for sure. And then and, I've and, heard and, out in and, California and, where you're at that you, some places the gas there for regulars five eighty nine a gallon and six ninety nine a gallon for premium in some areas in California. Have you heard that too? Have you seen it? Yeah, somebody actually shot it to me. Um, we're we're um. We're out of state at the moment, and uh, and somebody shot me a note and said, ha-ha, you guys are paying over five bucks a gallon. And then somebody else shot me a note and said, Key West had, um, you couldn't get gasoline at any. At any what? I'm sorry, we cut out again. Hello? You, couldn't, you can't get it at any price. Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, well, I can hear you now. You, you'd cut out again for about five seconds. I don't know why we're getting these cutouts. Oh. Uh, I'm getting a five well, by five I'm, signal I'm here. Three thousand miles in. Yeah, I'm three. I know three thousand miles into the ocean. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That that may be why. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we'll soldier on as best we can. So, yeah, the pain is here, and it's going to be here for a while. But it, at some point, what's going to be America's response? 
I'm seeing a lot of stay and quit attitude. In other words, I'm not buying big corporate and they're not really doing an organized boycott. It's kind of like, it's just like, I'm not dealing with these people. I don't want their woke politics. I don't want their woke influence on government. And so people look like they're consciously going yeah. to mom and pop stores. Are you seeing that in what you deal with? Yeah, actually, I'm seeing it in the numbers. You know, the companies that have gone woke have seen sales volume fall. Mm -hmm. And companies that have been embattled are seeing um, sales increase. Look, they, they literally took half of America and said, we don't care if you live or die. And, and you know, we'll take your money, but you have no, no say in what goes on. And I think people are like, uh, no, I don't think so. You don't understand how it works. My philosophy on this is when we go into a recession is these woke corporations are going to be in big trouble. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and so, I think they're already seeing it. Do you know where we're really seeing it, Bob? It's in the sports world where they have self-sabotage. Like LeBron James should be the biggest draw in the league. I mean, he is a tremendous talent, but he's single-handedly destroying the ratings of his own league. And, 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 and people close to pro basketball who I know tell me this. Yeah, they got greedy because they saw all the money that the Chinese market provides them. Absolutely. And I think they, and I think they saw, hey, we can get the Chinese money and the American money's guaranteed, but they forget who watches the NBA, and and uh, you know, it's it's a lot of middle class, you know, right of center people that have the money. You know, it's pretty funny. I saw that. I know it's a bit of a uh, change of direction here, but. They said, you know why they market to um, uh, 18 to 34-year-olds? Is because they can be manipulated. But you know who has the money? The the, the, the 40 to 59-year-olds. Yeah, their parents. They're willing to spend it. <laughs> their parents have right. the money. So, but, but you know, Bob, what I'm seeing, too, like with the NBA, um, and, you know, I deeply at the basketball, and I've been a college basketball coach and an NBA scout, and I, I can tell you just from the people I talk to, black people are pissed. They don't want to watch politics on TV when they're watching a sport. They don't care what the politics are, conservative, liberal, doesn't They're just like how I feel. Hey, give me some popcorn and show me great talent, and I want to be entertained. I don't want to hear your BS. And that is just wiping out the league. And so when you say this is going to carry over to the corporates, I think we're seeing the early warning signs with a 60% drop in NBA revenue, similar with NFL and Major League Baseball has fallen off the charts, especially when they move the All-Star game for their woke politics because you don't dare have election reform. Yeah, look, I think the NFL is actually the most, um, the most at risk because of the, um, uh, the it's the most uh, visual and mm -hmm. visible and and I've been seeing that a lot of the TV stuff is, uh, is starting to fall off. And these new contracts are coming up in the next three to five years. And these stadiums are being um, empty, that they're just not going to get the um, the profit. And players aren't going to make the money. I don't think they, these guys ever think through, you know, where their money comes from. I think a lot of people just think it's pot at the end of the gold at the end of the rainbow. Yeah, they, they took their uh, market for for granted that's really clear um and and they thought that identity politics would carry them and it hasn't in fact it's had a reverse effect on all groups you know it, it does it does like i said I, i'm finding it doesn't matter if it's liberal or conservative 
when you go to a movie, you want to watch the movie. When you go to a basketball game or watch it on TV, you want to watch the talent. You don't want to hear their nonsense, whether you agree with it or not. Yeah, and I'm I gonna, say nonsense because it I'm doesn't. Gonna, they don't mix. Yeah, I'm going to give you some real life. So I'm um, uh, I'm on vacation, and my I have a daughter's graduated from college here finally because of stupid lockdowns. Everything got delayed. Congratulations. And, um, thank you. And she brought a friend with her. And uh, so this is kind of our last probably family thing. And we we're listening last night to them talking. And they weren't talking to us. They were talking to each other. But we're all sitting around the same table. I would say both these girls are, their politics are, I would say left to center, you know, ideal, more idealistic. Mm-hmm. But all I kept hearing is, is that uh, woke is a joke. And that they think um, Pelosi's a clown. And I don't know why she shouldn't die already. And that her nephew <laughs> knew some, knew some is grew, gruesome. They used the same memes. And I look at them like I said, I thought you guys were lefties. And they laughed. They go, no, you don't understand. There's things that we want in life, but we think politics is gross. And we think these people are gross. And, and uh, I don't know why all these old people are telling us what to do. And I said, well, I said, congratulations, you're waking up. Sounds like you know, Vietnam era. Um, it sounds like the Vietnam era that we went through. Yeah, I was, I was, I was shocked. I was sitting there thinking, okay, because you know, look, when you're young, you know, it's you, 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 you know, you want to have sustainable seafood. You know, yeah. you know, the climate is worrisome because that's what these kids been fed their entire life. But when I heard this come out of their mouth, is that they may view the problem differently than I do, but they definitely don't believe believe that the solution makers are the ones that should be doing it. And I was really I was really interesting to hear that. And I'm like, and we had to go through all these COVID protocols to get where we wanted to go. And after about the fourth or fifth time, these kids were exasperated. I said, just keep voting Democrat kids. This is going to be your life. Mm-hmm. And they just looked at me. I said, yep, this is what they want for your entire life. And I just said, just enjoy it. Get used to it. <laughs> and yeah, so it's really I, fascinating. I, I, for a, a young son of one of my friends, we were talking about COVID. He goes, do you think it's real? I go, yeah, of course it's real. It kills people, the right kinds of people. In other words, people who have these vulnerable comorbid conditions, elderly and so forth. And I said, yeah, it's very dangerous for some people, no question. Um, and then he said, what, why are you opposed to the lockdowns? I said, I'm not opposed to quarantining people that need to be protected. I said, never said that. I said, I want to protect these people. This is serious. And, and the conversation drifted into, just look at what Whitmer's doing in Michigan. You can't have anything open, uh, like inside dining and stuff, until 70% get vaccinated. And some of the restrictions she's put on her people have nothing to do with the spread of a virus. It's just coercion. Yeah, and I think, um, I think they're all going to suffer at the ballot box. But, you know, but taking this attitude and this kind of, I would call discontent and not believing the people that want to provide the solutions when these kids can't afford to do anything or go anywhere or pay for anything. And, and we go into, we go into an economic recession where mom and dad at home are suffering. Okay. Then I think, I think we're going to see a, I think we're going to see a change in, in the ballot box, but, you know, going back to, you know, what, what we're doing here is that, look, we're kind of getting boring here. It's state of course, you know, I added to silver 
positions this week on that Mexico news. I think silver's now about ready to go. Uh, copper still strong, steel strong, iron ore strong, uranium strong, platinum strong. Oh, by the way, we had breakout all new time highs in palladium. Even with auto production down, platinum and palladium are staying strong. What's accounting you know, for that, in your opinion? Um, it's just that the mines have been shut down, Dave, and it takes a lot of money uh, to um, to reinitiate them. And and a lot of these guys have stockpiled inventory, and so they're in no hurry of opening these mines back mm, up. Okay, engineered so, shortages to drive the price up. Is that an accurate summary? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's, it, part of it's nefarious, but part of it's just smart. If you're, you know, if you're a businessman and you have a product, right, and you know if you – if you just leak it out, you're going to make much more money. If you dump it out, right, you're going to you're going to do that because you understand elasticity of demand and supply. Eric's brought uranium. If I could pound the table on one thing, it's uranium, uranium, uranium. There's not enough of it. They're building nuclear power plants everywhere. If people are truly serious about decarbonizing the world, nuclear is the only way to go. Mm -hmm. And Eric Sprott, who has the silver fund and the platinum fund now, is going to have a uranium fund. So he's going to take uranium off the market, and guess where it's going to be in North America? And so the Chinese are desperate for uranium, and 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 India desperate for uranium, and so these people will buy uranium at any price, okay, to uh, to make sure they have enough energy in their countries, and so uh, that's going to be the that's going to be the big mover. So if anybody takes any. I'd love for you to join my service, but if you don't, buy uranium, okay? Yeah, I hear you. You know, what you're saying makes so much sense because um, one of the objections I've had with Biden is you want to take us into these climate change, uh, zero carbon that you just mentioned, policies. All right, fine, make your case. I haven't seen a lot of data that's convinced me yet, but make your case. But China is not expected to do anything for over a decade, and I'm thinking... Well, this is a planetary problem, so if only part of the problem is working on the problem, the problem's not going to get solved. Is this why China is holding back on the zero carbon because they're having trouble accessing uranium? Well, it just it's going to take them 15 to 20 years to get all their nuke plants oh, up to full full steam. And so coal's cheap. And uh, look, the Chinese aren't stupid. They understand if they can't feed their people and keep them warm, there's going to be a different set of uh, comrades in charge, and so they uh, they're going to uh, they're going to, they're going to do whatever they have to say. And look, they'll just tell you, oh yeah, uh, our emissions are down. <laughs> no, they're up. No, they're down. They'll gaslight you all day long. And so, only in America that we're bombed by the stupid rules that somebody else creates for us and use the legal system against us. But that's why China is doing it. Look, India has a balance of payment problem, but you know. With China, China has a different problem, and we have China now by the short hairs, and they know it, is is that they don't have enough food, Dave. Yeah, that's true. They've been true. buying yeah. everything from us. I don't know if we talked about Sometimes we talk about so many things. I don't know if I'm repeating myself. No, I no, don't no, no, I know. Listen, I know you're right, though, about the food <laughs> aspect. That continues to be an yeah. ongoing issue with them. Yeah, it's a big problem, and, and it's going to cause pork prices in the U.S. to skyrocket. I think we talked about this last time. Farmers are, treating, are, are now feeding animals are here in the United States wheat instead of corn because mm -hmm. it's more profitable for us to ship the corn over to China to feed their pig pig farms okay and, um, and that's not ending anytime soon Argentina 
Brazil and Paraguay have a different problem, Dave. Part of it is that they're having problems with drought, but the other part is their river, the, I think it's the La, La Plata River, is so low they can't get the barges up into Paraguay and the upper reaches of Argentina to bring the crops down for overseas shipment. And that's also causing spot shortages. So you have food prices, energy prices, material prices. Oh, and by the way, we're paying people to not work. So you have wage issues now and wage shortages. Out here in Roman, out here in Hawaii, there's help wanted signs everywhere. Everywhere. Because people are like it's cheaper for people to stay at home than it is to work. And uh, when I mean cheaper, it's, it makes more financial sense for you to not work. You know, so so now we're seeing $18 an hour signs, $21 an hour signs oh my gosh. to get people to come in for work. Yeah. So it, it's a problem. And I think the Democrats, this is their backhanded way of getting the minimum wage up, you know, over $15 an hour. But it's going to backfire. But well, you're I always going to have the bottom, though. That See, this is I just yeah. did. A, I just did a podcast on this. You can go from $10 an hour to $15 an hour. Fine. You can mandate it federally or state, local. But the bottom line is the person that was making $11 an hour is going to demand $16 an hour to stay above the minimum wage person. And all it's going to do is cause inflation and make people pay more tax because of bracket creep. Exactly. And also, people aren't stupid. If I know everybody's making more money, I'm going to charge more for rent. Exactly. Pass it on to the consumer. Yeah, it never it never stops. So, but you know, we went to go out to eat at a restaurant last night, and um, they said half the restaurant was closed off. And I'm like, oh, is this COVID restrictions? He says, no, we, we don't have enough workers, so yeah, yeah. this is all all the tables that we can. So it's not like it's not like you know, um, uh, it's it, they're they're basically transferring sales for for cost. You know what I mean? Yes. So it, it, there's no free lunch anywhere in the system. But all this stuff is is artificial, Dave. We're not letting the market do these functions that it's designed to do. You know, Democrats hate chaos. They want it. They want everything controlled, and and um, that's not life. And when it's out of control, they don't know how to react to it. And you got a president who's not really there. You know, we don't know who's in the seat any given day. You know, <laughs> yeah. barking out barking out orders. You yeah. know, so you get these crazy, you get these crazy pronostications and. You know, like yesterday, Janet Yellen tells people we have to raise interest rates. First of all, Treasury Secretary, I've never seen anybody in my entire life, advocates for the destruction of their own administration. By You raise interest rates in this country, we're in a depression in an hour, okay? And then by the end of the day, she had to walk it back. You know, we had it with yeah. another person, the same thing. It, it's like because there's nobody there, you know, they, don't, they, they, said, they said Biden doesn't show up sometimes for six or eight hours. You know, and so you have these, um, you have this vacuum, and people are the people at the cabinet level are just making decisions. There's no coordination. Wild, huh? Well, that explains a lot of the duplicity that we're seeing in policy. And I said just what you're saying. I said I don't know that it's all orchestrated to be a conspiracy. I just think it shows a lack of leadership at the top to pull all this together. And it's exactly what you're confirming here. Um, the government's in total chaos right now. There's just no question about it, and they don't have a direction. I've asked questions of Democratic politicians. I've sent them out emails, and most of them will respond. And I'm going to say, can you please explain to me what the end goal, end game is for immigration? Just one one topic. And and if you ask 
eight politicians, you're going to get about six different answers. That's because they can't tell you the truth. Or they don't know where it's going. Yeah, either one. Well, you yeah, know, I think policy... I'm pretty good at judging but... sincerity in responses. And I didn't see a lot of BS in their responses. I just see a lot of confusion. In fact, Obama... Uh, not Obama. Well, we might say Obama. In reality, the, the man behind the curtain. But, but Biden is, is upping the percentage about every 10 days now about what he says he wants to do with immigration. But the percentage means nothing, Bob, because I don't know what he's basing the number on. And, and so let me ask you this question economically. We don't know how many people are crossing our border, and I get this from Border Patrol and DHS. They just have wild estimates. What's this going to do to the economy of America? Well, we don't need any more poor people, as callous as that may sound. I understand. Um, and, and that's what's coming across the border. Now, it'd be different if, if all the PH students from, from Japan, China, India, Poland, Germany were coming over, but they're not. You know, we're getting people who are desperately poor that are being plugged in. Look, you know, um, it, it, it's just going to cause chaos in the inner cities. Uh, it's it's going to be it's going to cause the um, a dilution of wages at the low end. So these people who never can make it out, you know, you ask any Hispanic first generation immigrant family how they feel about, you know, more drywallers coming in. Right. Or. Or, or gardeners coming in and cutting into their in, into their business margins, you know, and uh, you, you'll 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 get a lot of hate in their eyes. Oh yeah. Right? Do you know the most and, vehement and so people who are opposed to immigration are first generation people from uh, a second generation people from Latin America. Well, yeah, they don't want the competition. Yeah. I mean, look, every people are people are people, you know. Look, the rich want it because it's more cheap labor, right? Yeah, the sure. bankers love it because it's more people they can put into debt. The politicians want it because there's more voters. But the people living in these cities saying there's more desperately poor people I gotta compete with now for the limited resources that are available to me. And oh by the way, they're gonna they're gonna whack my wages. Yeah. Okay, because now I have competition for wage. You know, so whenever somebody tells you the government's here to help you, is that no, the government's here to help themselves. Sure. Or the people that put the government into office. Now that's <laughs> that's kinda how I see you know, it. Yeah. 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 It's not the people. It's the money. No, I agree. So, you know, so I, I liken the policies of Biden is to you know four drunks at a at a at a frat party trying to do policy. You know. Yeah. Um. I I agree. <laughs> so I, there's nothing to add on to that. So here's what I'm wondering. We have this uh, catastrophe happening economically with immigration. Um, most of people come here will assimilate. They, we we see a lot of evidence of it. Um, most do. That's not my main concern. My main concern is the economic infrastructure effects. And then you've got, uh, we went from energy independence to now we're going to have to be an energy importer. And that greatly concerns me as well, too. Everything is, like I said, is being done to Americans. There's nothing beneficial economically going on for America coming out of this administration. So does that provide opportunities for people if they can see the trends, or are they just going to have to be victims of the trends? No, I, and I think that's why you and I both exist, because you could front-run these trends and make a lot of money, or front-run these trends and, and avoid a lot of pain. And so for us, the minute that Biden became inevitable, we flipped, we flipped the switch 
and went all in on on the commodity trades and we see that not changing anytime soon you know um our view is that uh, biden's going to be um jimmy carter mm-hmm. of the 21st century and and so you know you're looking at energy prices food prices material prices all those industries that um you could buy companies in those stocks stocks in those companies and make and make a lot of money and the goal here is, you know, the analogy is two guys are walking in the woods and a bear shows up, starts chasing him. The guy sits down, puts on his sneakers. He said, you cannot run the bear. He goes, I don't have to. Just don't run you. And it's the same thing with, 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 with building assets up. You just have to make sure that your asset or your income is growing faster than the costs are coming behind you. They're going to try to cap the income, okay? But on the What do you mean uh, by the cap the income? Side, you can make money. Can you well, explain that? Through, yeah, through taxation, mm-hmm. okay, bracket creep, okay, through reduction of subsidies, uh, through regulation, through automation, you know, all those things are gonna they're gonna cap the inflation rates on the on the wage side, but on the asset side, it's gonna run free because the United States doesn't control those materials, okay, most of it's not developed and mined in the U.S., so foreigners get to dictate our inflation rate china gets to dictate our inflation rate russia gets to dictate our inflation rate africa south america mexico and so they can't control it and so uh, that's where you make your money you know you want to be with these material companies and and this is where you want to make your money so you know the financial companies are going to suffer the tech companies are going to suffer but the material companies that's where you're going to make your money. Energy, we're going to make your money. Don't care what these people tell you about climate change. Energy companies, oil companies around the world are going to make a fortune. Okay, and it's all you just you could you could thank O Biden for that, and and uh, and they're not going to stop it. They could they can have whatever lawsuits they want to have against Exxon, but Total, right, or SAS Oil, those those companies aren't going to be subject to any of that crap. All they're going to do is hurt domestic production and domestic producers, but foreign companies are going to make a lot of money. So that's where you have to put your money, and that's what our algorithms are telling us where the money's going, and that's where we're trading. So um, now, having said that, there are some American companies that I definitely want to make sure if we have production here that's going to be necessary, you want to own those companies. Hecla Mine in silver, Quad U in uranium, you know, um, you want to own those companies because they're going to be protected. Uh, you know, domestic production will be protected because we have no choice. Biden is going to have to do a 180 on this stuff because the price increases are going to choke people. So we're ahead of that game, and we'll make money there too. So, why? So why now, to explain in, to me why Biden has to do a 180. Because he hasn't shown a yeah. lot of concern for America's economic welfare to date. Why would he flip? when the inflation rates start to becoming obvious uh, and they're going to have to uh, raise interest rates because the Fed said if it gets over our trend line, we have to raise interest rates. That kills the golden goose for politicians. So they're going to they're gonna find ways in which to alleviate the, um, the bottleneck in, in production to do that. So he'll have no choice. The tsunami will be too strong for them and they're going to have to show the American people what they're doing. So politicians have to be dragged kicking and screaming if it's against their narrative or their or their policy preferences. 
and then they're going to have no choice. They're going to have to do it. And so you want to own those companies. And look, Biden already done it. He, they passed the Domestic Mining Production Act for Strategic Minerals, okay? That's why, that's why we jumped on Quad U in the first place. We saw that coming under Trump. So Trump proposed it. Biden signed it, okay? And that's why Quad U is going to be good. Silver miners are going to be good. Uh, anybody else that's strategic metals is going to be good. And, and you know, you, you're going to want to, you know, you're going to want to stay as close to the U.S. as you can. You know, Mexico is interesting. You know, usually Mexico is considered safe, but they, they said to shut the mines down. That means the Mexican government is going to do some extortion. Peru is going to charge 30 or 70 percent production royalty um, taxes on their production. <clears throat> so things are going to get hairy. So, you, you know, you're going to want to be with, with companies that are going to be um, politically stable. And, and so when we know who they are, so um, that's the value we provide. So the um, I, I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase it. Um, how will let me ask it this way. How will Mexico leverage its shutting down of the silver mines? And I think I'm guessing that's what you're referring to. Oh, well, they're going to leverage it by by um, when you hold it off market. The, uh, the, the value of those mines have increased exponentially because the silver prices are going to go. See, Mexico's pissed because they get, look, they have a really good deal with the, with their, with the miners down there. Okay, most of them are U.S. and Canadian-based miners, and, and they get royalties. Well, the American bankers have been suppressing silver for so long that it's cheating Mexico out of their rightful profits. So they've, they've been watching, too. Hey, we'll just shut our mines down and see what happens to silver prices. Because so, Mexico is a major producer of silver. And it's a major producer of silver that gets to the, to the New York exchange for delivery. Well, they push that stuff off the market. Silver prices skyrocket. Mexico says, oh, our mines are open again. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And, and, or we're going to negotiate higher prices. They're, gonna try, they're trying to break the bullion banks. And this time they're going to succeed. The bullion bankers are so short silver right now, it can blow them up. And isn't silver going to be used in infrastructure? Yeah, that's the ironic thing about it all. It's it's a massive deficit right now. Yeah. You know, you can't have a Green New Deal without silver. So if this problem isn't Period. turned around quickly, then there will be no infrastructure projects uh, that are meaningful, right? Yeah. I don't think there are going to be any way. That's a subject for another for another discussion, yeah. I don't think Biden will get any of that stuff approved. But it's still deficit. What what's happening currently is is more silver's being used than being produced. So I think it's going yeah. to skyrocket. Let me let me ask you this one question. I know this is just a little off topic, but it's something I've been wondering about a lot. The major corporations, the top 100, clearly are backing Biden policies. But won't these climate change policies and the taxation that will come from infrastructure projects, won't that cripple these corporations? Why are they supporting their own demise? Yeah, fear is a more powerful emotion than greed. And so all these woke corporations are probably being, you know, politically extorted. Okay. And if you're CEO, you know, what do you care about the price of anything, right? So, um, you know, you're going to be you want to be on the right side of your of the administration. I'm sure there's a few phone calls that went out. Right. Mm -hmm. 
saying, you know, hey, you know, you want to hear, you want to have a fair hearing on on anything that you want to get done in Washington D.C. Make sure you support our president on these issues, okay? So it's you know, it's like cheap eats, you know. Hey, I'm for racial equality, okay? But you know, do their policies really reflect that? What what corporation just lost their diversity person? They canceled it. So um, I forget the, the chief lawyer just walked out because they're going to try to do this diversity thing. So, you know, there's, um, and they canceled the diversity program. You know, this is extra above and beyond what you should do by law or by morality. And, um, and so, you know, that's what's happening. So they try to get out with some cheap eats, you know, right. And take a shot. Hey, you know, we're woke, we're Coke. Right. And then, and then people stop buying Coke, you know, but for them, it was like, you know, I don't want to get on the wrong side of, um, wrong side of the president that's my view yeah. easier to get along or along get along right but at um, some point there's got to be a natural end to that because you're losing money just like the nfl nba and major league baseball yeah yeah you know but look at dave you know we've lived long enough to because people don't act rationally well, okay, you know, yeah, well, i agree i agree i agree we, we we follow hysteria a lot so there are all these trends out here and we've done a really good job i think highlighting a lot of these trends so how is it affecting what you do with Trade Genius? I mean, and you've kind of alluded to it to some degree, but let's just open up that discussion here and say, okay, what's hot, what's not, what should people be doing? Yeah, so I mean, at, at Trade Genius, you know, we think we have a number of fairly effective algorithms that we we point to in the uh, crypto markets and then stock market. And, you know, we, we have our own macro biases like everybody else, and we act on those biases when the when the money flows agree with us and so once they once we see that we then dive into those sectors and look at the best stocks to buy within those and then we just have a um we just set up a watch list and as those stocks hit our um our algorithm buys we pass those signals on to people but in addition to that we teach you how to actually do it yourself so we'll provide you trade signals, but at the same time, we'll teach you how to use our system. You have access to the algorithm, so you could pick and choose any stock that you want to purchase or short if you want or crypto. And then we have chat rooms and you get able to communicate with each other and with us. So we'll teach you to fish. We'll provide you fishing equipment and we'll, uh, we'll throw you some fish. And, and we do it at, I think, very modest prices. And we put together... Um, uh, seven bundles, Dave, for your listeners. So if they if they want to take advantage of 65% off um, mm -hmm. bundles for stock, for crypto, for training, uh, you can take a look and peruse the ones that work best for you. And and um, and that's available to you till Saturday, the um, I believe it's the 8th of of May. And then you can use promo code May and get 40% um, off anything that's not bundled in the store. So you can pick and choose anything you want to buy. You are correct about the 8th of May. That is Saturday. Um, the non-bundled items, let's talk about those for a minute. And these are education materials. Of, I want to categorize this correctly, but these are education materials. Short vignettes people watch and say, oh, okay, I see how to do that. And then you guys are there to help them. Um, so what about these non-bundled items? What, what's the discount on that now? Yeah, that's 40% off in 40%. promo code May. Okay. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, so if you just want to have, I just want signals, or I just want education, you know, so you can you can then just use that, or if you want to bundle, obviously the bundles are a better deal, that's why we bundle them, 
but some people just want to, you know, um, buy something individual. So we just have a different promo code for those. You don't need a promo code for the bundles. Oh yeah, right. but just the non bundles. It's uh, it's May. As That's in correct. Mother May I make some money. So yes. with this volatility we're seeing, generally speaking across the board, with not looking at exceptions, um, is this a market that's more productive because you can predict volatility and ride the waves. I mean, tell me how you're looking at this time that we're living in and how it affects what you do at Trade Genius. Yeah, so this particular wave is 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 a long wave. So it's really now we, the trend's already in place, Dave. So we're we're just in a position to buy the dips, and when it gets when it gets overextended, you you take profit. Yeah. And then consolidate you buy the dip again. So this, the the trade in the materials has been pretty. Um, I don't want to call it easy, but it's easier to see. And before that, tech was easy to see. So the the the, tr the macro trends have been fairly long. Um, you bring up volatility, which is a different animal, which is coming now too, which is going to start complicating uh, the stock market in general because you're going to start seeing what's happened in 2008 where one day it's up a lot next day it's down a lot that's that that's an animal that's sh going to show up here i would say within the next three to four months we're already starting to see a little bit of it now so we're transitioning from that 2007 2008 environment but right now you can see these you know you can buy any of these companies that we've been talking about and if you didn't want to trade you would still make money if you trade you'd make more money um but 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 yeah, the trends are in place. They, they can't they can't stop it by by having a fiat. Um, you know, like okay, prices can't go up. It doesn't work that way in the stuff that's going right now. Wow, you can't I, regulate away the pricing. That's true. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, and that 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 is true. So I, I know that typically what you've done in the past is you'll ride a trend, and it tends to be short lived, like a three to five day deal. Um, what do you anticipate is going to happen to the duration of your trades? Will they increase, decrease? What, what do you see? Yeah, so actually, you know, that's right. So the trends are long trends, but the trades tend, tend to be three to five days. Mm -hmm. We've been seeing that slowly, especially in the material sector. We've been, we've been calling out more trades saying, hey, this is going to be a little bit longer term trade. And we've been also calling out more what I call core positions where I'm not trading, I'm not trading these at all by these and then add to them on dips and sell your, your add-ons. So we've been doing more of that lately, but the hold a core, like Quad U, uh, PLG, in, you know, companies like that, just buy them and hold them. Add to them if you need to, and then sell your ads. Same with the Bitcoin miners. You know, they've been fairly volatile, but the, but the moves have been 10, 15, 20% moves. And so, and look, that's there's a that's a shortage too of the digital currencies. So, so yeah. So we've been doing what's called core and add, and core and trade. So that's that's the change that we've made in the last couple months. Do more of that. Can we think this move is going to go, Dave? If I'm right, uranium's already up 200%. Where we've been since we've been buying it, it's going to go to 800%. So I think that moves 12 to 18 months still in the future. Because we've seen this twice before in the past. I'm not. I don't have a crystal ball. I just look at prior trends, you know, until they can open enough mines up to satisfy the market. This is how these these prices move. So that's what we've been doing. And silver is 
when silver goes, it's going to take people's breath away, you know, because it's been it's been the boy who cried wolf market for what the last two years, yeah. And I've been crying wolf right along with it, but there's no way in heck I'm not owning some of it because we're going to wake up one morning and silver is going to be double, and people are going to like say, "I've never seen that coming." Well, make sure you have a position in it because when it hits, it's going to hit furiously. So because of shortages, once again, what's going to unlock it? Do you think will there be a trigger event? Yeah, I think when the bankers can't deliver. And this thing with Mexico shocked me. I didn't expect that at all. I'm like, whoa, that caught my attention. I bought more silver. I didn't even look at my algorithm. I said, very few times when you see something politically like that in a shortage environment, pay attention. The Mexican government became woke to the fact that their money's being stolen by the bankers. And if if they can hold firm... You know, I think they're going to create a shortage that's going to force the bankers into covering. Yeah. And then I, we're going to I, I, yep, bigger exactly. It, that's how I had it explained to me, exactly almost word for word from a politician's aide. I, I heard the same thing. And there's discussion about this on Capitol Hill, but it's almost like they're afraid to talk about it publicly. We're not hearing about these trends in the media. And, uh, and the politicians are being strangely silent. But if you talk to, like, their aides... If you want to set up an interview and you call and say, what do you want to talk about? Well, talk about the economy. And I was told what, last Wednesday the same exact verbiage of what you just said. Exactly, almost word for word. Well, okay, let, let's go back over this here too because you're providing, I think, a great opportunity for people at the right time. I think yeah, this is where opportunity meets profitability. And so uh, just to make sure we have this, the coupon code good through uh, May the 8th at midnight is uh, May and M-A-Y and we're looking at 40% off the non-bundled items for what you need the coupon code but the bundled items uh, are 65% off pre-discounted and you don't have to do anything with this and of course you provide chat room support not just education but support while you know like I said I like your analogy we teach you how to fish and then we throw you some fish and um, I like that a lot so this is uh, I gotta tell you, Bob. I think this is the right time to be doing what you're doing here. I think you're riding the right trends because you mentioned in this interview probably six things I've done podcasts on in the last three days, and it's all on these economic trends, and we're in complete agreement yeah. on them. Yeah, and then you and we're ahead of the we're ahead of the recognition event, and so yeah. once this stuff starts talking about it in the news, then it's going to go. And politicians don't want to talk about it because it's going to force them to raise interest rates. Mm-hmm. And that that basically kills the, poli- the the political party in power. Exactly, and silver. One thing we didn't mention real quickly: silver has to catch up in that ratio with gold, and that's what's going to also drive that increase too, as well as the the hoarding that's been going on. Well, Bob, this has been very informative. I appreciate you joining us here, and I look forward to our next visit later in the month. Yeah, th- thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me, and, uh, and have a great I'll vacation there. I'm jealous. Yeah. Well, look, I took my time out for you, my friend. Okay, I and I appreciate important. that. So is my audience. Bob, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. All right, bye-bye. Thanks.